Hi, I'm Heather, and you're listening to the Holy Hotness Podcast, where we're just striving for holiness even with the world and life being a massive hot mess. I'm really excited that you're here, so let's chat. Okay, so I'm back, and this episode is going to be a little... I mean, I guess kind of like gloomy because we're talking about death. So if you want to uh, make sure you have your headphones in or whatever. But I think it's a really, really important thing to talk about. And hello. I'm sorry, my husband's texting me. He's sick. So he's got something. Anyways. So. Just a little over a week ago, Kobe Bryant died. In that horrific car accident and with his daughter. And then, two days later, my friend Jake passed away. And, you know, I would never claim to know Jake well. I went to CrossFit with him. He was a goofy guy. He had kind of like an abrasive, crazy attitude. He was a sheriff. He was outgoing and he was loud. But he was a good guy. And so when his family announced in November that he had been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer after never smoking a day in his life, And his battle was about to begin. And apparently his father was battling cancer at the same time. It just kind of devastated me. Because I looked at pictures of his family. And his his wife's name was Heather. Or is Heather. And they had three little kids. Like I think their youngest was not even one. One yet. And it just really got me thinking like. This man never smoked a day in his life. He was super duper fit and healthy and whatever. And he gets stage four lung cancer. Like at any moment, we could all, any one of us could be hit by a bus or diagnosed with something horrendous. And so that that really hit me when less than four months later, he lost his battle. So it was Early Tuesday morning, he passed away. And within 25 hours, his father passed away too. So I can't imagine the hurt and the pain of losing, of Jake's mom, losing both her husband and her son in 25 hours. Can't imagine. Or those kids, Jake's brothers losing their brother and their dad within 25 hours. Like, I just, I can't imagine. But it really got me thinking about, you know, this world and how devastating it is that Kobe died in this horrible accident. And thanks be to God, there are reports that he was at mass earlier that morning. I don't know if he just popped into the chapel, if he was actually at mass, whatever the reports are. But I saw a quote somewhere that says, how uplifting is it? To think that just hours before the crash, Kobe Bryant was worshiping our God 
in a beautiful space in a Catholic church because that is what heaven is going to be, worshiping God in a beautiful space. So it really just got me thinking, like, the world gets so sad because of our loss when if we really truly have hope for heaven, we should be kind of rejoicing Like we can mourn our own loss, but the rejoice that like these people don't have to suffer on this earth anymore. But then that goes so much further is two things. We cannot stop praying for the dead. We have quite a few people that we have prayed for as a family. And my husband kept saying like, he'll try to like skip over gramps or whatever because he passed away a year ago. But it's like, We have to still pray for them. You cannot assume anybody has gone to hell and you cannot assume anybody has gone to heaven. The only way that the Catholic Church declares someone a saint is because there's like unrefutable evidence of heavenly intercession by that saint. That's the only way. That's the only way that we can know. You cannot assume somebody died in a state of grace. You cannot assume somebody is in heaven. You cannot assume somebody is in hell, but what we can do is pray for them. And if they are in heaven, then they'll probably just take those prayers and put it on to somebody else. But if they're in purgatory, they can't pray for themselves. And I know purgatory is a really hard thing for people to understand, but the way I've come to understand it is like a purifying fire. So not like the fires of hell that engulf you and whatever, more like the purifying fire that burns off all the crap and leaves you with your pure, perfect you. So, you know, you can die in a state of grace and hope and, and love in God, but we're human. So we're still going to have little vices. You know, I may die in a state of grace where I love God And I haven't committed any mortal sins, you know, but I've got little things like my selfishness or maybe little bouts of discontent. Sorry, I've been up since 530. You know, so there's there's little things that we need to be cleansed by a purifying fire so that we can enter heaven in an absolutely perfect state, able to perfectly worship God with everything that we are. And if we're holding on to baggage or regrets or selfishness, then we can't do that. So it's not that purgatory is your second chance. Like you are either going to heaven or you're going to hell. But they might be like, hey, you're going to heaven, but your boots um, are real dirty. So go and wash all that stuff off you before you walk into heaven. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you're allowed in, but I'm going to need you to wash off to purify yourself, you know, before you walk in. And we purify ourselves when we bless ourselves as we enter the church. You know, we we purify ourselves when we take a shower and get dressed and get beautiful for the day to go meet somebody really important. We wash off all the dirt of the day. So why wouldn't we realize in our humility that we realize our imperfectness why wouldn't we just automatically assume that we're gonna need to be washed before we enter heaven you know so we suffer the trials and tribulations here but 
the likelihood is that most of us will go to purgatory. And because of that, we have to be aware that we have to continue praying for the dead because they cannot pray for themselves anymore. And that goes into the whole other thing that, and I know it's an insensitive thing to say to somebody when they're grieving the loss of a loved one, but we have got to stop saying that now somebody has is an angel in heaven and they have their wings because angels are not humans. Angels are their own divine beings. Um, they're not divine as in their gods. They're divinely made beings. They are messengers of God with their perfect souls up in heaven to do God's will. We, however, just like them, were given free will, but we have, we've been given body and soul. So we are meant to live on this earth to be challenged and Our ultimate goal when we, God willing, make it to heaven is the halo on the top of our head of sainthood. To be made completely holy, completely in union with God's will. That is our goal. And so when you pray to the saints, because they are perfectly in union with God, you are praying that God's will be done. That's what you're praying. You're not praying that you think that the saint knows what's best for you or that the saint is, you know, somehow going to fulfill every need on their own accord. No, it's because they perfectly do the will of God because they are united with him in heaven. It's the halo we're chasing. It's not the angelic wings. And so when we basically saying when your loved one goes to heaven that they become an angel means that they completely change their being. And we're not changing our being. You know, Christ resurrected. He did not transform into something else. He resurrected and he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And we're to go up there and worship them in all their splendor and glory. But when we assume that somebody has died and now there are quote unquote angel in heaven, it makes us not realize how much we need to pray for them. How much we need to pray for people who might not have anyone to pray for them. We need to pray and offer our sacrifices up on earth for those people in heaven or for those people in purgatory so that they can make it into heaven so that their purifying fire might glow even hotter and burn even harder to purify them of their imperfections. And that's what indulgences are. People think that indulgences are a way to pay to get yourself into heaven. You cannot The gates of heaven are open because of God's grace alone. And it's because of God's grace alone that we make it there. You know, that he fills us with his spirit that we can make it to heaven. But the truth of the fact is the majority of us aren't. We're going to go to purgatory. So these indulgences are ways to, we hope, offer things up to God To kind of start that purifying effect now. Start that purifying fire of purgatory now. Or if you want to look at it as add kindling to the fire. So that when we get there, it burns faster and harder. And we don't have to be there so long. We get to actually go to heaven sooner. Because we've added our indulgent kindling to the fire. Which made that fire burn so much hotter and brighter. And it purifies us to our most pure, stripped of all the crap form. So 
between Kobe and Jake dying, you know, I just thought how tragic and how sad, but also how sad that so many people on earth have so little hope. And then that so little people on earth have really read and looked into the church teachings, the early church fathers, the apostles, historical documents that were written that were not necessarily included in the canon of the scriptures. You know, there's evidence everywhere in Jewish tradition, in Jewish writings, in the Old Testament of this purifying fire of God that we have to have hope in that purifying fire. We have to do everything we can to die in a state of grace. We have to do everything we can to spread the gospel and everything we can to fuel our kindling so that when we do get there, we can make it to sainthood that much faster. And more importantly, that we cannot stop praying for the dead. We cannot assume someone's place because they committed suicide, um, like Father Harkin just a few days ago. We can't assume someone's place because they seemed like a good person on the outside. You know, we can't assume anything, but we can pray for them. And if we pray for them and they're already in heaven, then they can take those and transform those prayers more perfectly into a prayer to God for something else. Or if they're in hell, then they, then the saints and God and Christ can transform those prayers for someone else as well. And pray for the people that don't have someone to pray for them. Pray for your loved ones that you know, offer rosaries for the souls in purgatory. But we just have to remember that the goal is sainthood. The goal is holiness. The goal is not to become an angel. And the goal is not to think purgatory is a bad place. It's a place of purification so that we can give the best versions of ourselves to God. You know, it's what we ask God to do on earth is to shed all the crap from us. And there's a part in the Bible where they say that, you know, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must pass through, um, a camel must pass through the eye of the needle. And when you read that, you're like, how can a camel fit through an eye of a needle? Thinking like a sewing needle. But the eye of the, eye of the needle is actually a place in Jerusalem which was a really small door that you can get into the gates of Jerusalem. And a camel could go through there, but the only way they could th go through there is if all the packs and all the cargo were stripped of them and they like got down on their hands and knee or their, you know, whatever knee joints sort of they are and kind of shimmied on in there without their person on, without anything. And if you think about that, it's like, just like the Bible says we must leave everything and follow him, you can't enter heaven unless you are stripped of all of your world, worldliness. And that just comes with being a human, that world, that worldliness. And we can do our best to try to strip it while we're here. But in reality, we're going to have to go through the eye of the needle and strip all the baggage and all the crap and all the selfishness and all the 
the venial sins, we have to be purified and stripped of those things before we can enter into the heavenly gates of Jerusalem. So let's just make sure that we stop thinking that purgatory is some bad thing and pray for our faithful departed that they are in purgatory getting purified, that they will one day enter the gates of heaven and worship our God in all of his glory. And that they will not do that as an angel. They're going to do that as a saint. But the saints can still intercede for us. They can still bless us with God's graces through the power of God. And they are so fully united to his perfect will that praying to them is just exemplifying God more. It's not in their goodness that they made it to heaven. It's in God's goodness. So we need to pray for sainthood and we need to pray for the souls in purgatory. And we need to stop saying that people become angels when they pass away. And I know that's not a sensitive thing to say, say to somebody when they lose someone. But it's the truth. You can't. We got to stop pressing on these false truths that the world makes us believe, you know. And even though Kobe was a huge star, like we need to pray for his soul. Even though he was at Mass earlier that day, we have to pray for his soul. We cannot assume anything of anyone, but we can hope and pray that they get to heaven. So let us remember to do that. And if you've got any comments on this, go ahead and type it away on the blog post of this episode. Um, or you can go to the show notes, leave comments, and I'll do a post on Instagram too. And so you'll be able to chitty chat on there. So, until next time, everyone, I will see you on the morrow. This episode is over, but you can head over to holyhotmess.net and get any of the links or show notes for anything we talked about today. You can also head over to Instagram and find me at Heather Yar. That's Y-A-R-R underscore so we can chat and be friends.